What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Flame Entertainment and Sports. It's your boy Rob here. Today, I'm joined by Jerry, and uh, we're going to be talking about some NFL draft prospects uh, that we've been watching lately. Um, and we're also going to cover, we're going to talk about some sugar plum news that's been going on in the NFL. It looks like Jerry Jones has been seeing uh, sugar plums in Dallas, so we're wishing him nothing but the best. But before we get into more detail, as always, I want to talk to you guys about Goalie, the world's first apple cider vinegar gummies. Goalie gummies are a fun and easy way to incorporate apple cider vinegar into your daily routine. And now in 2021, Goalie is introducing their Ashwa gummies. These Ashwa gummies are made for people looking to relax and get rid of some stress. And if you guys want to try out these delicious and healthy apple cider vinegar gummies and Ashwa gummies, please make sure to head to Goalie.com and use promo code TFES. Once again, that's Goalie, G-O-L-I.com, and the promo code is TFES. All right, guys, so now um, we're going to give our thoughts on some prospects that we've been watching that are part of uh, this year's NFL draft, which starts on uh, this upcoming Thursday. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to, that we're going to be able to give our thoughts on some of these uh, prospects Obviously, there's a lot of prospects, but we're going to be covering, like, a good amount of, of guys on this episode. Uh, but yeah, Jerry, if you want to start off, bro, with any any prospect that, that you want to give your thoughts on, man, go ahead. Yeah, I want to start off with both of our favorite prospects, Devontae Smith. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I swear, <laughs> that guy is the best wide receiver in the draft, and he just doesn't get credit for it. I, I find it super weird, but hey, I mean, wherever he goes, I think he's gonna be successful. Yeah, sure. I think I think that route running is just next level. It's more than NFL ready. That size is not a problem to me. I think that's a, that's actually gonna be an advantage because corners aren't gonna have as much success pressing him because he's gonna have they're gonna have such a small surface to press him on. And I think he's good at like avoiding the press. I mean, last year she was like, last year they pressed him, I think more than any other receiver and he still won the national championship. So I think, I think his size is really not gonna be too much of a problem. I think his route running and just, and his speed too, like no one talks about his speed that much. I think that combination of it's just too much to handle. I don't I don't know how you can really like I don't know how you can really guard him unless you like unless you go man coverage and so and like uh, help off of him with like a safety or a linebacker. But realistically, I don't, I don't know. I mean, oh, another thing I wanted to talk about with, when it came to Smith specifically is he's also really good at like creating space, not just with his route running, but with his hands. Like sometimes on 50-50s, like you see guys like like bigger guys like, you know, Chase, you know, CD Lamb, you know, they use their hands to like win 50-50s. You also see that with Smith too. Like, of course, he's not like as big as them. So it's probably going to be a little bit harder, but like how much harder is it going to be? I think he's just, I think he's the complete wide receiver and it's crazy. It might seem crazy now, but I think he's the number one receiver. And I don't, it, it kind of blows my mind that he's, he might not be the first one, but 
But hey, better for him. He's gonna be, he's gonna prove a lot of people wrong. Wherever he goes, I think that team will have a special wide receiver on their hands. What do you think, uh, Rob? You know, I, bro, I love um, that you started with Devontae Smith. He's, he was first on my list of guys that I wanted to talk about too. And you know how high I've been on him for, I don't know how long already, but yeah, you know, he's my number one receiver in the draft too. He, I think he's the best all around receiver in the draft like yeah like you just mentioned like Jamar Chase like I, I like Jamar Chase but I, I don't think he, he's like an all-around receiver he has certain aspects of his game that are great but I just think Devontae Smith has like so many aspects of his game that are already at a great level and I don't think any other receiver really compares to him like overall uh, as a receiver in general um, he's able to create like a lot of separation and that's like in my opinion that's kind of rare to find like how do i explain it like i think he's so good at creating separation and i think it's really rare to find a guy coming out of college to already be at this level of creating uh being able to create separation um like you said his speed for some reason like no none of the experts or whatever whatever you want to call them like they, they always mention waddle and chase for speed and they mentioned Kadarius Tony, and they mentioned like these little, these slight guys, but Devontae Smith is all around, an all around guy, but he's just as fast as any guy in the draft. Like, I, I trust me, you know how high I've been on him, bro. And you know, bro, I've been super, I, I wonder what goes through like some of these like ex, quote unquote experts' heads. Like, I don't, I don't know sugar if we're plums. watching, yeah, sugar plums <laughs> and there's fairies and unicorns, maybe, but. I think, yeah, he's the best receiver in the draft without a doubt. And in my mind, like I'll, I'll take him over a, a, anyone and uh, any receiver in the draft. And I literally, like, I, my, to me, like, him and Trevor Lawrence are, like, the best guys in the draft for me overall. Like, I, I'm, bro, I'm, I'm offering Devontae Smith. And honestly, man, that, that's, like, my dream pick for the Dolphins without a doubt. And number six, if we're able to get him and pair him back up with Tua. They have great chemistry on the field. Um, they have a great friendship off the field. And you bring a target that Tua uh, has played like so many games with already. Um, but yeah, Devontae Smith, man, best receiver in the draft. And to me, he's one of the best receivers that I've ever seen come out of college. Like he's one of the most complete receivers I've ever seen in any draft that I've like uh, covered, you know what I mean? So. So yeah, I love that you started there. And so to continue with the Alabama, with another Alabama prospect, um, my, this is a guy I won at 18 for the Dolphins, <laughs> Najee Harris, the running back of Alabama. Um, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know it's, nowadays it's rare to to want to draft a running back in, in the first round. It doesn't really happen as much as it used to, like many years ago, but I think Najee Harris is too good to pass up, uh, especially he he's also like an all-around guy because I feel some people like view him as just like a, like they see him as a big body. So they'll just think, oh, he's just like a power back and he's like one dimensional, but no, he, he's also a great pass catcher. Like he, so he's literally, he could do it all. Like you don't, you're not going to just put him in there just to pound the ball and run. Like if, if you, if you want a guy that could do both, that could pound the ball, you could pound the ball with, but you could also throw to. Najee Harris is a guy. 
and I think he's the best all-around running back in this draft. But but yeah, I had to continue with. I'm glad I don't know. I started off with bro, probably two of my favorite prospects uh, uh, like of all time. You get me? But but yeah, what are your thoughts on Najee Harris? Yeah, I, I like Najee. I think he's the I think he's the number one running back in this draft. Yeah. And like you said, like he's not just a, a power back. Actually, I don't really view him that much as a power back. I actually view him more as like a shifty back. And like you said, like a pass catcher and like, yeah, that, that type of player. I actually see him as like, I actually see more speed than bulk in Najee. I actually think like, like, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but I feel like he actually got faster and he like slimmed down during his time in Alabama. And I think that's going to help him out a lot because all that speed and like it's just gonna help him on the next level. For sure. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to say about him. My bad. Um, something that yeah, it stands out too because he's such a big guy, and to see the speed he has, I don't know. I think that's just like really like rare to rare to find. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. You don't see like you don't see that combination that much. Like you see, like you see like mostly like fast guys. They're usually either like really fast or really shifty. Or like in Derrick Henry's case, like a super bulky guy that's just like powers people, but but he does it, he does it all. Like he also he also can ca- uh can pass catch. You also see that athleticism a lot. Like at Alabama, he was like like I, I still remember that one play where he just like jumps where he hurdles like one of the Notre Dame players. Yeah. I don't remember who it was, but I was yeah. just like surprised and he kept going too. Uh, that was amazing. Trust me, I'll never forget that either, bro. But yeah, yeah. Who, who, what other prospects do you want to like talk about? Um, I have another Alabama guy, but I kind of want to like cool down like on the Alabama guys. Uh, I want to talk about like my favorite defensive player, uh, Owusu Korom, Jeremiah Owusu Koromo. Yeah. I don't know. I think people's. I think people say like, oh yeah, he's a Actually, no, I feel like people look at other defensive players as, like, the best in the draft. Like, obviously, Sertain and Micah Parsons, I think they're good. But I think this guy is, like, just as good as them. I think he's great in coverage. I think he's great, like, in pursuit. He's a hard-hitting guy. Like, for a guy who's, like, thinner, he's really hard-hitting. Like, you see, like, you see that guy who can just, like, beat people to the ground. And, that, and that's rare. And also you see the speed, you see the athleticism. He's just an all-around, he's an all-around defensive player. Like he, you can put him pretty much anywhere, except maybe like defensive tackle. But like, he's really good. He's, um, he's like a rover type where he's mostly like a safety or like a linebacker. But yeah, I, I don't... I don't know. I, I feel like he's the best defensive player in the draft. I can see a case for Micah Parsons and Sertain, but I, I like him a lot. And I think he'll be perfect for like any team looking to like upgrade their defense. But yeah, bro, I, I like um, Owusu a lot. Um, yeah, you introduced me to him. And yeah, from that first time we watched uh, his highlights together. Yeah, I've been a huge fan of his too. Um, his versatility is rare to find. He's great um, in coverage. He's great in rushing the passer. And I feel like you're going to, like, wherever the ball's at, he's going to be there. And I think he's, like, a true game changer. And I'm with you that 
he's also like like really like underlooked like he's so underrated in this draft I really don't understand it because even now like I look at some mock drafts and they have him like late first round and it's like really confusing to me it doesn't really make sense but of course like like anyone can make a mock draft and we're not gonna know until like the draft comes but but yeah I'm with you that oh I think overall too he's the best like overall defensive player in the draft for sure bro I'm with you on that and um Yeah, I think, and I'm with you too. That you'll make a difference, like a big difference on any team that drafts him. Yeah. Um, but another guy that yeah that we could talk about on here. Um, so Greg Russo, uh, one of the defensive ends out of Miami. Um, he's a really like intriguing prospect because so two years ago he was a sophomore and he had an amazing year. Uh, he 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 was tied with Chase Young for most sacks in the country, and then he opted out this past season because of COVID. So it's really like I feel for every, all the scouts and other GMs and whatever. Like it's a really tough guy to evaluate. I feel like because yeah, he has one year of like uh, he had a great season, but then other than that, he doesn't really have anything else. So I feel with Russo, it's really gonna. We're not really gonna know what he is until we see him on that NFL field. Um, I believe like that, like he has like great talent and he has potential to be like a really good defensive end. But I'm just not sure if he's ready right now or if he's gonna be ready in two or three years. That's that's the only thing that like I feel it's gonna be the toughest part uh, for whoever's like interested in him, like. And honestly, I could see him going like anywhere in the first round or anywhere in the second round. It's just like a, he's like a really tricky prospect to evaluate. I feel like really because, like I said, he has one year of great tape, but then he, not nothing else. So I feel he's like an intriguing prospect. Um, I I really like him, I'm, but like I said, I'm just not sure if he's ready right now. So I'm not sure if like what situation would be better for him, like. Uh, like a team, like a playoff team, or a team like let's say like the Jets or Detroit that's rebuilding, and they don't need him to produce right now, and they 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 have like that they're able to wait a couple years for him to fully develop. It, it, he's just one of those prospects, man. That's like really interesting to evaluate. But overall, like I really like him. Like what what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I I really like Russo too. I think he's like. He's like one of those big defensive ends that you don't usually see anymore. Like they're like more, he's like really fast. He's physical. Like he's got all those physical traits. Like you said, he's like really hard to evaluate because you only have like one year of tape on him. So you're not sure if he's like ready now or if he's going to be ready later. I would say like, yeah, like you said, a team like the Jets, the Giants or Detroit would be like perfect because like he's not expected to like produce immediately. Like you can wait like a couple of years just so he can develop. I think he'll probably need, I don't think he's going to need that much, uh, that much time to develop. I think, I think he could even start day one and he'll be fine. But if anything, you could wait a year and He'll be and he'll be good like in a year. I think, I think he's all right. Like I don't think, like I I would still draft him because of the upside, 
But yeah, like like you said, he'll probably need like like I'll draft him because of the upside, but I I w- I wouldn't worry too much about the tape. I'm not like I, I'm usually like a like an upside type of person. If he has like good physical traits and he looks like he can be a good player, I'll take him. But I'm not I'm 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 not worried. I, I think he'll be a good player. I think he'll I think he'll even be a number one edge for whatever team takes him. I think I think a team like the Vikings would be perfect for him or a team like the Raiders, a team that like needs needs a pass rusher or like they, they don't need him immediately, but, but they can use him like, but they do need an upgrade at that position. But yeah, like the Vikings, I think it would be like a great situation for him because they're a team that can develop players and like develop defensive players. And like for the Raiders, like like we said before, they don't need to, they don't need to like, they don't need a pass rusher, right? Yeah, like right now. They don't need one. Yeah, no, like, I, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, like they don't yeah. need it like to be like elite right now. Like the, they don't need them to be super yeah. productive, but like. They still need an upgrade on their defense. For sure. Yeah. But actually, like speaking of the Vikings and um, yeah, I feel like the Vikings, I, I just have a feeling that I'm kind of confident that they're either going to end up taking uh, Rousseau or another UM um, defensive end in this draft and Jalen Phillips. So I, I think they'll take one of them. But yeah, so you want to, yeah, let's give our thoughts on Jalen Phillips. So uh, Jalen Phillips, another defensive end out of Miami. I could also like he'll he'll I think he'll be for sure a first round pick. Um, he's arguably like the best overall like pass rusher in the draft. Um, I think like just like his overall game, his physical traits, his speed for his size, his quickness. Like I think yeah, overall he might be the best like defensive end in the whole draft, man. Like, and the thing is like he's good right now, and like. But he could get so much better. Like, I feel like he could be, like, a star, man, like a legit star pass rusher in the NFL, like, for a lot of years. Like, like I'm really high on Jalen Phillips. And I know he – like, people always – they'll bring up, oh, uh, he had those concussions at UCLA and um, he had to retire from football for a year because of the concussions. And But, like, okay, I understand that happened. He had concussions. But then Manny Diaz reached out to him, brought him to Miami. And this past season, Jalen Phillips was like, bro, he was absolutely like dominant, bro, for UM. And I, I, I don't really try to look at the past. That was years ago, like a, like two years ago already. With, like he had those concussions and everything. I'm looking at right now, and what I see right now is like, like a star defensive end in the making. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I don't. I, I, I like, I like him just as much as Rosu. I mean, he's got. Again, he's like the same exact type of player. He's got those physical traits. He's not as big as Rosu, but I think he's faster than Rosu. And I think he's more developed right now. So I think he'll I think he, unlike Rosu, would be able to will definitely be able to start day one. And I think he'll be able to contribute to whatever team takes him. I still think he needs like a little bit more development, but I think I don't think it's too big of a problem. Like I think maybe a team like the Giants could get, could draft him, 
or again the Raiders because we know they don't have any type of defense. Yeah. Or <laughs> or like a team like uh, like the Vikings. Uh, who else? New England. Even New England can get them. For real. I know they just signed uh, Matthew Judon, but they could still get like more pass rushers. I think I think they need any upgrade they can get. New England. For real. I feel even yeah. like the Dolphins. There's a chance we could. Like, we could get, like, one of these edge rushers, and it could be Russo or Phillips. All right, now we're going to move on to another interesting draft prospect, uh, Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. What are your thoughts on him, Jerry? Yeah. Mac Jones is one of the, like, the more interesting draft prospects, specifically because, obviously, because he's a QB. But he has, before, he wasn't really gaining too much traction. He was more of looked at as the fifth best quarterback in the draft. And for a while, I thought that too. I thought, oh, okay, he's probably going to be like a second round pick, maybe third round pick if at best. But I started looking more at him and I really thought that this guy can be, this guy can contribute immediately and he can be good. Uh, I really like his accuracy. I like his IQ. I like his footwork. I think he can move up in the pocket and deliver good throws. Of course, his arm's a little bit more questionable, but I mean, he's the, he doesn't have like a huge arm, but I don't think that's gonna really like affect him too much. I think his arm is good enough. I think he can make those throws, but I, I'm I'm not worried about him. I think I think he's got the I think he's got the NFL skills to succeed at quarterback. What one thing I would love for him to do is when he gets pressured, I would love for him to to learn how to get rid of the ball and just just know when to give up on a play because that's really like because that's what most slower pocket passing quarterbacks do. That's what they that that's that's what they do whenever they face pressure, and and it's smart. Like that. Other than that, I really don't see why people think like, oh, he's not that good. I mean, actually, no, I do understand, but I, I don't understand why scouts think or analysts. I mean, it's your job to understand how good these quarterbacks is. Like, I would say like, like, like a normal person like would be like, oh, okay, yeah, he, he doesn't have like, he doesn't like make flashy plays or whatever. Like, all right, that's fine. Like, yeah, that's normal. But I think he can, I think he can be like, a good quarterback, like a good, like day one starter. Of course, like if all the rumors are true, San Francisco is going to draft him. But I, I, obviously, he's not going to be the day one starter over Garoppolo. But you can still, you can still have him like as the backup. I don't think that's a problem. Like, like I still think he's going to be, I still think he's going to be a good quarterback. And I know Rob, you liked him more than I did actually. Like at first, yeah, bro. Like, I remember when you told me, like, uh, oh, I, I really like Mac Jones. I was like, oh, really? I was like, I didn't, I didn't see the, I didn't really see the hype until like I started watching him. But I, I know you were like more, I, I know you were higher on him than I was like a while. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of sold on him. Yeah. So Mac Jones, bro, like, like you said, um, he's very accurate. I think that's an aspect in a quarterback's game that sometimes teams, like, don't really focus on. Like, accuracy is, like, essential um, for a quarterback to be 
like a consistent like starter in the NFL. Um, yeah, he has a really high IQ. Like he usually makes a, the right decision. He, he's not a, and also something I like a, about him a lot. He's not gonna a lot of times he won't like try to force anything. Like he's not gonna just launch to the ball and, and like a 50-50 ball and like, oh let's see what happens. Like he's usually gonna make the smart decision. Um yeah, like you said, like I you know I've liked him for a while. Like I, I've been high on him for a while. Um at first I wasn't understanding why everyone was like not really talking about him or giving him credit. Um another thing you mentioned, so yeah, like you said, some people might not like be excited about him or whatever because he's not flashy. But to me, like I prefer like the Mac Jones type of quarterback over like a flashy runner or something. Like I, I like the classic, like uh I don't know, like a Peyton Manning style, Tom Brady style. That I, I prefer that in the NFL. That's what I love. I don't know. That's what I believe in more. So I'm not like one of those people that I'm like, oh my god, look look how fast this guy runs and look look at his speed. I'm, I just feel Mac Jones, like he gets the job done. He's going to make the right decision and he's going to make everyone around him better. And, and also like, just the thing about like how he earned the starting job this past season, like coming into the season, it's not like, oh, like he was already named the starter after Tua left and stuff. It wasn't like that. Like he had to, there was a quarterback competition with a five-star uh, quarterback that was coming into Alabama. Um, Mac Jones, obviously, he wins the starting job, and he leads them all the way to the national championship. Uh, and even, like, multiple – after being a backup for multiple years, backing up Jalen Hurts, backing up Tua, going to a quarterback competition, never transferring out. Uh, nowadays, you would – like, a guy like Mac Jones, in the situation he was in, he would have transferred out a while ago. He, he won the – he knew Alabama was the best program in the country. He decided to stay there. He decided to keep improving his game, uh, listening to the coaches. And look, he led them to the national championship. He had one of the best like college seasons in like in history. He, he like he did amazing. And when you really look at his numbers and everything, and but yeah, just overall, I'm a huge Mac Jones guy. And I I believe though, like I, I understand your point, what you're saying with. Yeah, I know Sanford has Garoppolo and Garoppolo's been whatever, he he might be the starter, but I could see a scenario where like they have a competition and Mac Jones is starting in week one, especially because they literally traded up to number three. They gave up future draft capital, like they gave up a lot to go up and get him. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Mac Jones starting and they have a legit like starting quarterback backing him up and a veteran and Garoppolo. But also I could see, of course, like Garoppolo starting from day one. I'm not saying like Mac Jones, like automatically the starter, but, but I don't know. I, I, I and also in San Fran, bro, I think it's a great fit, especially for the team they have. Like they're literally two years away from, they almost won the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, Like they have a great team in place. They have great coaching with Kyle Shanahan. And yeah, I, yeah. I really like Mac Jones, man, for sure. Um, but if you want to move on to another quarterback that um, I decided to watch, like, a lot of his film the other day was uh, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. This is a guy that's really gotten under the radar for a while. Um, Texas A&M, I remember telling Jerry a while ago that I believe they should have been in the college football playoff. They're definitely a lot better than Notre Dame. Um yeah, what, what Texas A&M did this year was incredible. 
obviously they now they have Jimbo Fisher who who did amazing stuff at FSU and look how fast he's already turned out turned around the program at AM. And yeah, Kellen Mann, so I watched him the other day. Um obviously something that sticks out is how big he is. He's one of those huge quarterbacks like uh I don't know, like a Roethlisberger, like one, just like a Josh Allen, just like his body. He's just like one of those big guys. Um, he's pretty accurate. Uh, a couple of times I did see, I did, I saw some overthrows, but most of the time, like I saw more accuracy than non-accuracy. Um, he, he is like athletic, but I don't know. Overall, I just, I don't know. Like it, it's, I like him but I don't know how to describe what I really like about him. It's kind of weird. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> like, so yeah. I do like him. Like, I think he, he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, like I said, he's, he's pretty accurate. Uh, he's a big body, but I guess it's hard for me to like kind of express how I feel about him. Cause I don't really like love him. I'm not like, Oh my God. Like, I, you know what I mean? I'm not like this guy's the best quarterback in the draft. Like I like right. him, but I don't love him. But I do think he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And before I let you, like, give your thoughts on him, I, yeah. I just want to say, I don't know why, from the moment I started watching him, he has, like, Pittsburgh Steelers, like, written all over him. I don't know why. It's something inside of me telling me that he, he could be – that the Steelers could end up drafting him. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on Kellen Mond? Yeah. I actually really like Kellen Mond. Like – like you said, I think he can start day one on any team. I think he's got, like, all the skills. I think he's accurate. Um, of course, I, I I do understand why he's going in, like, later, like, in day two. Because, like, given, like, all these quarterbacks that are, like, going, like, it, it's a deep quarterback class. There's going to be five guys who go, like, top 15, yeah, don't be so, surprised. He could slip in as the sixth guy in the first round. You think so? It wouldn't shock me. Man, I, I'm telling you, like, you guys listening, remember Pittsburgh picks at 24? Don't be surprised if he's the pick there. But you yeah, go oh, ahead. My, okay. I don't know. I just, no. I'm really, like, feeling like him at Pittsburgh. I don't know why, but. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I think that would actually be, like, a great scenario for him. So he could be, like, so he could play behind Ben Roethlisberger, who's, like, getting to like the later parts of his career. But I think, I think Kellen Mann can start day one. Like, I don't think he needs to be like, I don't think he needs like a year or two to, to sit behind any quarterback. And he's really accurate. He's patient. Like he, he's not like one of these, oh, wow, I'm going to like throw it 40 yards down the field into tight coverage, but he can still get the job done. I think I think he's going to be, I think he can be a steal for any team that puts him in the proper position. Obviously, like, obviously he's probably not going to get as much of a chance because he's like a third round or he'll probably be like a third round or fourth nah, round pick. No, nah, no way, no way. You don't think so? No, nah, bro. Trust second me, nah. round. Yeah, no, yeah. The latest, no, that was the second round. Yeah, I mean, but. I'm telling wherever you, he lands, he's like, rising up like draft boards. He's rising oh, up really? for sure. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh. No, I'm not saying it. Just like guessing. Like I know oh, for okay. like for for sure, he'll he'll be gone by the second round. Probably by like pick forty. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone by there. That's the latest right now where I see him like going. But, oh really? Yeah, I'm telling you, he's rising up. He's rising up. Oh. But you yeah, go ahead. I just yeah. have to get that in there. Right? Oh I, okay. 
trust me, because it's like people who have like sources that they've been like, they just keep saying that he's rising up. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like I think, but I think second round is like the type of talent he is actually. Like I think that's a that's where he should land. But I understand. Like I, but I know like it's a really deep quarterback class. So it's like I understand like more teams aren't gonna be like super hard, like super like desperate to get a quarterback. But yeah, I mean, I think second round is like great for him. Uh, I think. But I think he, like, again, I think he could start day one. I think he can, I think he could shock a couple of people. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be, like, a superstar, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's, like, one of the better quarterbacks in this league. You know, uh, a hot take that may end up working out later. Who knows? I just want to throw that out there just in case it does happen. Got you, bro. No, I like it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wait, what were you going to say? No, you're good. Yeah, no, Kalim Mane, no, I'm, I'm, I agree, though, for sure. That I, I see him, like, he could start on day one for sure. Other than Pittsburgh, another team that uh, comes to mind to me for some reason with Kalim Mane is the uh, Houston Texans. Obviously, I know Deshaun Watson is still there and whatever, all those trade rumors and all the whatever sexual assault allegations. So, I know, and they have no draft capital, so... It's probably unlikely that they'll, like, I don't think he'll just be there because I'm going to check really quick, but I don't think they picked till like 56 or something, right? Let me. I think it's like 67. Oh, wow. They don't even have their second round pick. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, unless Kaleman all of a sudden, like, something happens that he drops, like, maybe they'll be lucky there at 67. I don't think he'll be there, but. But yeah, I just wanted to mention, like, other than the Steelers, I could see Houston as another team. But, but yeah, it is like a lot of things really have to happen in order for them to even have a chance to draft them. You feel me? Yeah. But, but yeah, what other uh, like prospect man would, would you like want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about Javante Williams. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think he's the. I think he's the like one of the more underrated running backs in this draft. I think, of course, I think Najee and Etienne are like really good too. But I think I, I really like, uh, but I really like Javante Williams and I think he's going like really under the radar. And I think he's gonna be like a really good value pick because he's not gonna be like, he's for sure not gonna be a first round pick. Sorry. Yeah, but I don't I like think I don't think he's going to be like a first round pick, but I think he's going to be like, he's going to add that same value that like Etienne or Najee Harris will add to your offense. And to be honest, I think I, I he's like the guy I really like. Like, I've, like of course, I think um, Harris and Etienne are better right now, but I think uh, he's like, like for the Dolphins, of course. Like, I, I he, he's the guy I want for the Dolphins. Got you. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he's what type? He's like a the type of player he is is like he's like a big body, like like he's like um he's not like a big actually no he's not a big body, but he's a really physical running back. He's gonna like he's like the type that really wants to pound the ball, and he's also like a really good pass catcher. Um, I and he was like he was really good for North Carolina, I think. I think he'll add like val- like a lot of value for like any team that picks him. I don't 
not sure we're gonna pick him, but I know he's gonna I know he's gonna land on like a team that is gonna know how to use him for sure. Got you. No, I like that. Yeah, that, that's he's for sure like he's like an underrated name, but I feel like yeah, like like you said, I don't think he'll be a first round pick, but I see him like being like a top three or four pick in the second round. Like, I think he's gonna be right up there in the second round. I see like three teams that come to mind for him are Buffalo, um, obviously the Dolphins, and also Atlanta. Because I know Atlanta, I don't know why. I, I could see Atlanta with their first uh, second round pick. Like I could see them drafting him there for some reason. I, I see him in Atlanta. But yeah, for sure, he's like underrated. Um, obviously, like uh, fans in Miami remember him if they watch the North Carolina against UM. Uh, him and like Michael Carter. They like absolutely like destroyed us, and we allowed the most yards in a game in like UM history, and it was really because like Carter and Williams like just ran all over the field, and we couldn't bring them down. So, no, yeah, he's definitely a, a nice like a he's a really underrated prospect. But yeah, I think he could be really good too. I like that you brought him up, bro. Not for sure. Yeah. So another one, another guy to bring up. Um. I don't know if, uh, yeah, I hadn't told you his name. I don't know if you, maybe you've watched him or not, but uh, Anthony Schwartz, he's a receiver from Auburn. Um, he's a local guy from here. Um, he, he's looking like, he's going to be like a day three guy. Maybe maybe he sneaks in at the end of the third round. I'm not sure, but he's like a, a really like reliable receiver. He has like really good hands. He's fast. And yeah, he's not like a superstar receiver, like a Devontae Smith or, like, he's not a first-round pick, but I feel like he could be, like, a solid, like, maybe number two or number three receiver down the line for, like, any team. So, yeah, and I, I always, like, usually I like watching, like, some under-the-radar guys and, like, putting their names out there to see if anyone wants to look them up. You feel me? <laughs> right. All right, since we're on that topic of, like, underrated guys or, like, underrated radar guys, uh, I really want to also uh, mention Joe Tryon. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had no idea who this guy was. And then I just, by chance, I just saw him, I just saw him play like a couple of weeks ago. And I, I really liked him. I really liked the, the skill that he has as an edge rusher. He's the edge rusher out of Washington. And he has like all those traits of like all the skills of like a, a, of a typical edge rusher. He's got really good hands. He knows how to get around defenses and he's just, he just knows how to get pressure on the quarterback. No, he's not like a freak athlete like Greg Rousseau or Jalen Phillips or even like a Quiddy Pay, but he is one of those guys that he's reliable. He can he can start on NFL teams and I think he'll be really good. How good he'll be, like, is he gonna be a star or anything like that? That's like that's the question I have. But I have no doubt in my mind that he can be a starter at least. I think maybe like a, I think he'll be, maybe be either a second or third round pick. I'm not sure exactly where he's gonna land, but I think that's like the range of like where he could land. Got you. No, yeah, yeah. You showed him like right before we started recording this episode. Like you showed me some like his highlights there. Yeah, he, like from what I've seen so far with you, yeah, he looks like like a nice prospect. He he has a lot of potential, I think, and also. Yeah, and like I was, it's funny you brought him up to me, and then I told you I've been hearing he's like rising up a lot of draft boards for a lot of teams. So it's gonna be interesting to see where he lands. Um, 
But yeah, another guy I want uh, to bring up here is, um, let me see, looking at a list I have here. Oh yeah, we could, to go back to like quarterbacks and stuff, we could uh, talk about Trey Lance. He's obviously like one of the most like, I would say, I don't know, like intriguing or interesting like prospects to evaluate, I think, <laughs> in the whole draft. Yeah. Like he's really, I don't know the word, you get me like, just like, really compute i don't know if it's like complicated maybe yeah, to like yeah. evaluate you feel yeah right? i would say he's like the most he's the he's definitely the hardest quarterback to like evaluate all right so yeah trey lance uh like i was saying he's one of the most like uh complicated guys to evaluate evaluate in the draft so jerry you want to start off with your thoughts on him and then after i'll, I'll give my thoughts yeah, uh, like you said, he's like the most complicated quarterback to evaluate because a he didn't really have he doesn't have like a lot of film on him like he just has one year, and b you're not really sure what kind of quarterback he really is because like you said, he in North Dakota State they ran a lot of read options, but I think there's enough passing plays to see what kind of quarterback you can build through him. Again, it's super weird and complicated, but I think the upside with him is just so high that I would take a huge risk on him. Of course, it's gonna, if it doesn't work, it's gonna completely backfire in your face because his floor is really low. Like he could end up being a bust within two years. Yeah, he could like be like out of the league within a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, if you don't take care of him or not, not take care of him, if you don't develop him properly, yeah, it's it's not going to go well at all. Like he, like he needs work. Obviously, I think he needs work on – I don't think he needs too much accuracy work because I think what his problem is, I think he just tries to force every throw, but he can play with touch. Like I can see that he makes accurate throws but he tries to force it too much, which goes on to my next point. He has a really good arm. Like his arm is one of the best in the draft. I think it's Trevor Lawrence good. Okay, I know he's not Trevor Lawrence right now, but his, his arm is that good. And his speed is like insane. It, it's just really like, it, it just blows your mind. But I, I do think uh, the accuracy is a little bit of a concern. I would work with him just because of that. And I wouldn't start him day one. That's that's the problem. You can't start him day one. Thank you. Yeah. You need him. You're going to need him to sit at least a year. Tell some of these experts that, please. They, they got to, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you do have to sit him at least a year possibly two years if it gets to that point. I don't think, I, I don't think he's going to take like three or four years. Like Aaron, I mean, Aaron Rodgers could have started day one, but I, I don't think you'd have to sit him down three or four years. I, I think, I think by maybe year two or year three, I think he'll be, I think he'll be, you, you should have an idea of like what you want to do with him. And like, he should be ready by then. I mean, I think, I think the the ceiling is just unlimited, but it's but you have to be smart. You have to know what you're doing because he's not ready at all. Like he 
he can make these that <laughs> he has the arm he has accuracy i think he can i think he has positioning but i think one thing he does have to to work on is like the actual like mechanics the actual like throw like the actual throwing off the run and like the actual like throwing part like of course I think he can make a throw but I think he needs to like know that there's more to throwing than just throwing it 40 yards down the field like he can like like the the short passing is okay but I think he just needs to calm down and not force everything and not just like and and when he runs read options he tries to like run over uh, run over defensive plays I don't like that at all I don't think He's gonna last at all doing like doing that. Man, the NFL, like, he's not gonna run over anyone. <laughs> no, knock him straight enough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's really intriguing because I believe in him. I would, I would personally draft him top five just of the potential. Yeah. But he's, but it could easily backfire and like, but I I don't think he has a ceiling. That sounds crazy, but I don't, I don't know what his ceiling is, but I, but his floor is really low. His floor is out of the league next year, but his ceiling is really high. I mean, I I could see a scenario where you can run a lot of read options and a lot of quarterback design runs, but like, but like where he's, where he does it safely, where like, kind of like what the Ravens do with Lamar, you know, they, where they don't make him run straight at a defensive player and just like have him take huge hits. But kind of like the type of player, type of offense you would want to run with him is like kind of similar to like what Carolina did with Cam Newton, where you like, where you have him running, like doing a lot of read options, but you have him mostly throwing the ball. And like you have him and and he'll run whenever he needs to, like if you design pass. But I'm not, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure like you can just like throw him in day one. Like I don't think you, I don't think you should throw the type of offense that Tom Brady throw, runs, for example, or the type of offense that you know. Uh, Drew Brees runs. You need to you need to throw it down the field with this guy. I think, and design a couple of runs. I I think I think the potential is high. I think it's there, but it could easily backfire. I, I I'm scared, but I, I but I think like I'm scared for him because I'm scared that he's gonna fall in the wrong situation. But at the same time, if he falls in the right situation, there's there, there's no ceiling for this guy. This guy has a ridiculous arm. He's got ridiculous speed, and he's not uh, he's not a small guy either. He can he can run over a couple of guys, but he's not. I, I wouldn't do that. I, and the NFL, I don't know, bro. It's a big difference than than yeah. Division two college football. I don't know. Yeah, that is true. He would need some time to develop, but I would take that chance. And I think teams should take that chance, but they should be smart with it too. Don't just throw him in day. 
on day one and expect him to be Peyton Manning. Got you. But yeah, look, great job. Because I, I don't know how you're able to, like, I don't know. You described him great. Like, you put, like, a great description. Like, for me, it's just, like, so, like, I don't even know how much I can say about him. Because, like, I keep saying it's so, like, I don't know, like, complex or complicated to, like, really describe him for me. Because, like, like I, I'm with you for sure on, like, he's definitely not, like, a day one guy. Like, he's not ready to start in the NFL right now. Like, but I, I disagree with you in the fact that, I, like, I wouldn't draft him, or like, in the top five because I, I understand that he might have, like, like, he might be really good later on, but. I feel, man, when, I don't know, it, 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 obviously, I, not that I, I don't completely disagree with you. I, I just feel that not just, like, any team should draft him, and it has to be a situation where it's a team that either they're contending and they have a great quarterback right now, and they don't need any young quarterback for a couple of years, or it could also be a team that's, like, rebuilding like, let's say the Lions, look, okay, they have Jared Goff right now under contract for the next two years. I could see a situation where, look, we don't need Trey Lance right now. We don't need him to come in. We're rebuilding. We have Jared Goff right now. Let's see how these two years go. And year three, if Goff has done good, we'll keep him. If not, we, we won't re-sign him, and we'll put Trey Lance in if we feel he's ready. So, yeah, I'm, I agree with you that, like, it de really depends on the situation. But – but yeah, I, I really, you did a great job. I have nothing else to say on him just because it's like really difficult for me to like, just like describe how I feel about him. But okay, let's move on. Let, let me see. I'm going to look at my list really quick. Um, let's move on to, let's see. Okay, this is a guy we both saw together. Uh, Drake Jackson, a center oh, yeah. from Kentucky. He's uh, projected right now, I think, to be like a day three guy, like, Fourth, rounds four through seven. Um, I think Drake Jackson, though, like, he's at the top. Of, like, he's, like, top three, top four centers in the whole draft. And the fact that he's probably going to go on day three is, like, kind of mind-blowing to me. He's a really, like, consistent center. Uh, he's a, He was a great leader of that Kentucky offensive line. He's great in pass protection, run protection. And I just, like, really like him overall. Like, I'm not even going to say so much about him because I, I just, like, like him so much. I don't even have to really... I don't know. I don't have to really elaborate, but I, I just think he's going to be a steal on day three. Like, I think he, he he could be a legit, like, day one starting center in the NFL. What do you think? Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Drake Jackson is, like, one of those guys you can plug and play. Like, you can start him day one, and I think he'll be all right. I think, like, I really like when, when we watched him, I really liked that he was able to push guys back you don't usually see that that often from centers. Usually centers are like, usually centers are just there to protect the, or not protect, but like help out the guards. And they're usually there to like double team any defensive tackle or defensive end that, that might pose like a huge threat to like the guards or the tackles. So yeah, I, I like him. I think he can, I think he can start. He's not, of course, I mean, I think the reason why he's going to be like a day three is because he's a center and not a tackle or a guard. But I mean, that's normal. Usually, usually you wouldn't draft a center like in the first round or like in the second round. I mean, second round, yeah, but not like early in the first round. And that that's normal. I mean, 
but you could he could still be a good center and he could start. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be like a big problem. I mean, yeah. wherever he goes, I think I think he'll do a, like a solid job. Yeah, yeah. A couple other guys. I I think yeah. We watch Creed Humphrey right together. Yeah, okay. I think the yeah. same exact thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel <laughs> Creed Humphrey's a center from Oklahoma. I I did an episode on him a couple of days ago, but but yeah, like. Just how I feel about Drake Jackson, I think Creed Humphrey, too, he's going to be from day one, he'll be a starting center for whatever team drafts him. And I think he has the potential to be like like a, a Pro Bowl type center for like maybe the next eight to 10 years in the NFL. Like I, I'm really high on him. And no, yeah, I can't wait to see where he goes. Like I'm, I love Creed Humphrey. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I like Creed Humphrey, too. I think, again, he's like Drake Jackson. Like he could push back players. And he can like really help out on their, on the guards or the or the tackles, uh, yeah. I think and again he's put plug and play, so great value for him. Yeah. Another guy that we really wanted to talk about was Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is projected to go like more on the mid to late first round picks to be one of the mid to late first round picks, and it's normal with all the good pass catchers that are gonna go up top. And the good and the quarterbacks that are gonna go up top and the offensive linemen, it's normal. But I think you're gonna get great value at maybe 20th to like 35 or somewhere around there, wherever he may land. I think he's really good. I don't know if he's day one yet. I, I, I think he's day one. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's day one. Start. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'll be a, I, like you mean like first round pick. Oh no, like a day one, like starter, like uh, Oh yeah, I think starting sure. day one, yeah. Probably, yeah. I don't know about number one. You get me? I don't know if you should be your number one on day one, but yeah. I, I think for sure number two. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he'll probably be like a number two day one, and then eventually he'll be your number one. Yeah. But like I like what Calvin Ridley was for Atlanta. Like I know yeah. Julio, like I know um. Julio Jones is there, but Julio Jones had like a like just had like injury. an injury riddle. Yeah. And Calvin really now is blown up. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think Bateman can be like that type of receiver where like he'll be a number a really good number two for whatever team drafts him. And eventually he'll be your number one. And I think with the type with how good he is at route running and and the amount of positions he can play, he can play inside and outside. He can be your deep threat. He can be your 50-50 guy. He can play in the slot. I think he's got, he can be that big target that most teams would love to have. Like he, like, uh, like one comparison I heard was like Michael Thomas. I'm not sure if that's how accurate that is, but I, but I think that would be like, I think that would be great for him. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I really like him. I think he could eventually be like your number one. And I think he can surprise a lot of people because I think a lot of people, well, I mean, obviously the receiving talent in this, in this draft class is really good. Like nobody's like, nobody's denying that, but I think with like how much is at the top, I think he can just like, he can be like that, like that Justin Jefferson type where like he goes later on 
but he ends up shining. Yeah, 100%, bro. I'm with you. I, I think he's going to, like, really over, like, exceed where he's drafted. Like, you're going to get a steal for sure. He's actually, like, behind Najee Harris at 18. He's my number two, like, dream pick for the Dolphins at number 18. I think he, like, I, uh, no, I don't know if this is possible. I know it's two receivers. But if there's any way that the Dolphins drafted Devontae Smith and Rashad Bateman, I, like, I would go crazy. Like, I don't know what I would do, honestly. Like, like you said, he has so many different aspects to his game, just like Devontae Smith. Like, he, like, Bateman's able, like you said, 50-50. He, he could be a deep threat. You could put him in the slot. Uh, in the red zone, I think he'll be, like, a matchup nightmare for, like, opposing, like, defensive backs. And even defensive coordinators wouldn't know, like, who, like, they'll be like, who the hell do I put to cover this guy one-on-one -on -one in the red zone? He's, like, a big body. He has great hands. And I think I think he's really underrated. I know that the class, obviously, it's a good receiver class, but I still think he and, – and he's going to be a first-round pick, but I still think he's really underrated. I think he's going to end up being, like, a star receiver in the NFL. For yeah, sure. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I'm really high on him. I think, I don't know. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. And I, I think, yeah, I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, I agree. I, what, one, one place where I think would be great for him is Baltimore. Yeah, look, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, yeah, guys, while we're recording this, uh, it happened, I think, like an hour ago already. But Orlando Brown, offensive tackle. Um, from Baltimore, got traded for Kansas City. And then Baltimore acquired Kansas City's first-round pick. So now they have the 31st pick and the 27th pick. And now there's a big possibility. I could see a scenario where they trade both of those first-round picks to move up to get a receiver. And it could very well be Rashad Bateman. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I think right now it's a real like possibility of them moving up. I, another team is Indianapolis. I think they're 20th or 21st. Yeah. I think that'll be a great spot too for Bateman, but I'm feeling right now like Baltimore with these two late first round picks that they might be able to move up in front of like an Indianapolis or whoever else is interested in him. But but I'm really glad you brought up Baltimore, bro, because I think after the trade they made today, there's a, a the possibilities are higher now of them getting a receiver like Bateman. I think. Right. Yeah, I I agree. I think this is. I think that would be like super ideal because like I know Lamar didn't have anyone to throw to last year. Nope. He has no true number one target there at all. It's nah, crazy. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. So I, I think that, that Ravens fans, if that happens, man, like that, that should be like a dream scenario for all Ravens fans out there, I think. Like if they're able to end up drafting him, I think that'd be amazing for them. And I think too, he, whoever drafts him, man, I think he's going to be amazing regardless. I don't know. I, I think he's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, any other guys you want to talk about? Uh, Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah, Zach Wilson. That's a good one. Yeah, you can start off. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think he's the second best quarterback in this draft class. Uh, that's not to say anything disrespectful to the other quarterbacks. I think it's just a testament to how good this draft class is. That he's probably gonna go to like the Jets, I think. Yeah, that's what it's like. I think there, I think there's no doubt. I think I obviously I know we need to wait for the draft to happen, but I'm pretty sure that's like like a done deal. I wouldn't yeah. if that doesn't happen, I I don't know. 
But yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'd be surprised too. Like, I think right now he's the second most ready to contribute right now behind Trevor Lawrence. Uh, obviously, I think he's got he's got the arm. He's got he can run. He's got some speed. He's very accurate. He's very good in the pocket. He's not the most patient guy. That's like my only criticism towards him. I think he tries to force too many throws. And I think he tries to he tries to play Superman sometimes. Like when he tries to, well, like when the team's not doing well, he tries to force plays. And I think you have to be a little bit more calm in those in those type of situations. But I don't know. He kind of remind like I know this this is like too like I'm going too far with like some of these comparisons, but I, I think he kind of reminds me a little bit of Wentz, like when he forces like those plays. But he can make a lot of those plays. Like, don't don't get me wrong. He's like really good. He was an MVP, like, or an MVP candidate, like, not that long ago. So like to have a for Wilson to be compared to that, or for uh, in my opinion, yeah, to that's, be, high, that's high praise. That's a yeah. That's big time. <laughs> yeah, I think like I, I think he'll I think he'll be really good. Like I think I think there's other quarterbacks who have like his t- the same potential that he does but he's already there why not just why, why why not be the second quarterback drafted like i think fields and lance have like the same the same potential as he does but he's already like more developed and more further like and he knows how to get he knows how to read nfl defenses he knows how to get off his first read he can and he isn't gonna like that he isn't gonna make poor decisions all the time okay he's gonna make a lot of poor decisions but he's ready i think he's ready to start right away and yeah i think yeah, like overall uh, like I, I i'll give um like i i think the jets should draft him i think that's the the guy that judge should draft Got you. Yeah. So the other day, I just like I said with Trey Lance and Kellen Mann, I watched some of their games and stuff. Um, I watched Zach Wilson. I watched like four of his games from this past season. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, like he looks good. Like, yeah, like you said, he has the arm. He has obviously a lot of talent. Um, he's he's able to move around the pocket. He's able to escape like from pressure. But yeah, I agree with you though. With the, like he has to improve on like trying not to force some passes. That's something, but I, I don't think that's, like, yes, it's a negative, but I don't think it's anything major that, like, a good coaching staff can't fix. You get me? I think, I don't think it's nothing, like, impossible to fix. Like, and, yeah, he's an accurate passer. And I'm starting to like him more than I, than what I used to. Like, I was never against him or, you get me? I never thought he was bad or nothing, but I, I never, like, loved him. I still don't love him, like, like how I love Trevor Lawrence. But I like him a, a lot better than I did before. But it, I, it's because of the, I've seen more of his game. So obviously, like I've seen that, like he's a lot better than what I what I first thought. So, yeah. but it is interesting to me too, though, because I, I don't know how to like, because like I like him now, but I also do like I really really like Justin Fields. I I, I feel like Justin Fields is getting a little like I'm not gonna say, he's not like underrated. But I don't know. I feel like some people might be sleeping on Justin Fields. So uh, 
at number two, like I wouldn't blame the Jets to take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields because I, I really like Justin Fields. But like I said, if they take Zach Wilson, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with it at all either. You feel me? It's just like, I don't know. It's just like a really tough to sit. Like it's a number two pick in the draft and they're trying to get their franchise quarterback. Like it's not, it's not supposed to be easy. You feel me? Like I, I'm just saying like it's, bro, it's tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, just, I, I agree. And you have so many options. You feel me? It's just, now go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you, you finished. Like I, I thought, like I thought you finished. So I was like, oh. No, I did, I did. You good? Oh, you did. Oh, okay. No, like I agree with you there. Like I think uh, either Justin Fields or Zach Wilson would be the right pick for the Jets. I think Justin Fields is like, he's like he's like really similar to Trey Lance, but like more further along. Yeah, I think by I far, think, I think he's way more further along. I, don't, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think actually no, no, he's not that similar to Trey Lance. Yeah, I think he, scratch I don't know. Out, I, scratch that out. Yeah, I think, like, is, Trey Lance is, like, I, I don't know. I think Justin Fields is a lot more ready than Trey Lance. Yeah, I, I, I think so, We've seen so too. much more of it. You get me? Like, that's the thing. Like, we have so much more tape and, game, like, things to watch on him. And you feel me? D. And something, D, huh? I know it's one game, but something that st- stands out about Justin Fields, bro, in the, like, well, against Clemson, what he did in the college football playoff, uh, it, like, blew my mind. I don't know. Like that game, yeah. I was like, "Holy crap!" But, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't know anything else you're gonna say on Zach Wilson yeah. or Fields or whoever. <laughs> Not same. Like, uh, no, like with Fields, like, yeah, I agree. Like, he he blew my mind from that. That's the game that like really got me on board with Justin Fields. Like before, I wasn't really like sure how to feel about him, but like I'm starting to realize, like, yeah, he has, he has like all those traits, and he's not inaccurate either. Like, you can easily like. It's easy to like label some of these quarterbacks who are like mobile and like have strong arms as like inaccurate, but he's he's pretty accurate. Like I saw like I saw him make a lot of act, like deep throws with his leading his receivers to the end zone. Like he wasn't just like he wasn't completely making missing throws or anything. Like oh, of course I think he does need time to develop. He's not quick uh, getting off his uh, progressions. Uh, I would love for him to, to like develop more quarterback traits. But yeah, he can get off his. He needs. He does need to get off his first progressions, and that that's something like I have a, a little bit of like, that that's my criticism on him. But I think the potential is like really there. Obviously, the speed is just insane, and his arm is really good. And. I don't, I don't think he's super inaccurate to the point where he's undraftable. I think you can draft him. And, and he's like a quarterback that I, I would just take off of the potential. And he's also like off the potential. And I think he's already shown that he's really good. But I feel like he still has ways to go. I still think he needs – I don't think he'll start the first game of the season. But, like, I think – He'll pro- you could probably throw him in like midway through the season. Like if you're not like if you feel like the t- the season's not gonna go anywhere, you can just throw him in and just see what you have. Or um, or if you want to or if you want to start him like the next year, that's fine too. You can even start him day one. I really wouldn't do that. Like I would kind of like wait to see like how he develops, how, like, where and where he can, 
where he can improve before I would throw him in. But, gotcha. but again, like he, he can get drafted anywhere in the top five, in gotcha. my opinion. And I think it would be a good, and it would be a good scenario for him. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad though that we talked about a lot of these quarterbacks like in this episode because like, but now like the most, I think the most difficult part, like in terms of like eval- evaluating the draft is like predicting or trying to predict where all these guys are going to get drafted. Like, especially with quarterbacks, it's just like, it, obviously we know Trevor Lawrence and then we've, and it's pretty much a guarantee too, like Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, but, but like Fields, Trey Lance, uh, uh, Kelly Mond, um, even this guy I haven't watched so much, but Davis Mills, I've never even watched him. Stanford, um, even Kyle Trask, like later in the draft. I don't know. It's just like really interesting to see like where, where these guys are going to end up. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent, especially like those later guys that you're not sure, like if a team wants to like take a chance on them or not. I kind of want to talk, I want to talk about Caleb Farley a little bit. I know he has like a, a lot of injury issues, and uh, and I think it was like it was his back or his uh, lower legs. Yeah, like I think his, I think it's both. I think his back is like the most recent. I think. Oh, okay. It was like his back. Yeah. I mean, if that if his back is gonna be an issue, of course, like I would be a little bit more careful to draft him. But if you don't think his injury history is gonna be like any much any problem, I think it's worth drafting him. Whether it's like I, I I had him going like early in the draft, like before that became an issue. So if you can get him like in late later in the first round or even the second round, I think that would be a huge steal for anyone because I think he has those. I think he has all the skills to be a great corner. I think he's a great lockdown man-to-man corner that is like. That's kind of hard. That's really hard to find in the NFL. And I don't know. He also has those physical tools that like that you have that you want in a corner. So I don't I don't blame teams for passing for passing up on him. But I, I really I really think teams are exaggerating too much the injury, unless it's really bad. Like, um, if it's really bad, then That's I'll the thing. Yeah, one thing is, like, it's, we could watch all their highlights and we could read about them, but these teams really know, like, his, like, injury history and, and like, his current um, situation with the injuries. And You get me? Like, us from the outside, we're not really able to fully evaluate, like, his health. You can, but, no, but go ahead, go ahead. No, of course. I mean, if, if NFL teams are, like, concerned about it, that's one thing, but if just some, but if anyone else is like concerned, I don't, I don't really see why, unless they, they have like inside sources. If you have inside sources and you're hearing that, that the injuries are a huge concern. Okay. I would, I'd understand, but I don't know. I feel like you can draft him day one and he'll contribute. That's if his injuries aren't a concern, of course. Got you. But yeah, I feel like Farley's become another really like, interesting prospect because of the injuries now like not you get me like a lot of people have him as their number one corner he could still be the number one corner drafted but it's looking a little unlikely now because of because of the injuries so um i've seen people have him going in the top 10 but now with the injuries you can see him i think he's still he'll be in the first round but probably in the late 20s i've seen a lot of mocks now having him going to 
Jacksonville with their second pick at 25. I think that'll be a really good, like, like, uh, great, like two great first round picks. Like, you're possibly getting the best player in Trevor Lawrence and arguably the best corner in Caleb Farley. So, I think that'll be a nice scenario for Jacksonville. But, no, but yeah, I, I agree with you though that Farley, man, he, yeah, he looks really legit. And yeah, I want to talk about like how you said his physical, like, traits and stuff like I think are really rare for a corner especially like how big he is and I know before like he used to be a receiver and then they switched him to a corner too so he also has hands like a receiver because he used to play receiver you feel me so yeah I think he's like a rare corner too like he there's something extra special about him that you're not going to just find in a regular corner that you're, that you're looking to draft for your team so no I agree with you though I think he's going to be a like like, day one, he, if he's healthy, of course, he's going to be, like, contributing for any team that picks him up. I, I think so, too. Yeah. I, I wanted to add one thing to to one, to one what you said. You said if Jacksonville drops him, uh, that they'll be really good. I think I agree with you on that. I think their secondary is going to be insane. Him and C.J. Henderson are going to be really good right. next to each other. And I know last year they also got uh, Caleb on chasing. That's earlier right. in the draft That's yeah i know he didn't like contribute heavy but i think he's gonna develop in his second year and he's gonna be really good and they have josh That's allen on that defense too damn yeah that that defense is young and if they draft another defensive player now i think they're gonna have one of the better defense one of the better young defenses in the league yeah imagine that like that young like lead defensive core and then you have trevor lawrence as your quarterback, bro, Urban Meyer coming in, the coach, bro. Hey, things are looking up in Jacksonville. But, no, yeah, I, bro, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like, bro, him and C.J. Henderson, like, if they end up getting Farley, bro, wow. They could create, like, a young elite duo, like, at corner, bro. And, and we've seen it in Miami over the years now with, like, with uh, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones now. We, we see the importance of, like, having an elite, secondary you like we see how important and impactful it is to winning so if jacksonville is able to do that man that'll be huge <laughs> i agree no, not only that secondary but that pass rush too bro nasty bro i know chasing and josh allen bro and no and even linebacker like they have miles jack he's still there so even oh look whatever right? like, I would love them to get Farley, but another guy, if he's there, oh, uh, oh, what if they're able to get him and Adam too? Like, I think either one will be great, or bro, uh, even like Micah Parsons, if, if he slips, like, I feel if they get any three of these guys with the 25th pick, it'll be amazing for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Jacksonville is looking, they're going to be in a really good position for a while. Yeah. And, and not, they don't only have those two picks. They also have, like, the first pick in the second round. Yeah. So after they pick 25th, like, less than seven picks later, I think. No, less than, like, eight picks later, they're they're going again. Yeah, they'll be right back on the clock. And, able, bro, imagine, like, the three defensive guys that you said. What if they're able to come out of the draft with two of these guys? Bro. And Trevor Lawrence. Come on, bro. That's nuts, bro. And Urban Meyer coming the coach now? I, wow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville, I'm happy for them, man. I'm really happy for all the fans there. So. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, any other uh, any other I don't know if there's any other prospect or maybe any other team you want to talk about any other thoughts you have bro or Nah, I, I think I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover. Yeah, yeah, we did a I think we did a great job, honestly. Like, um, like we went really in depth. I'm glad though, because I've been dying to do more draft episodes, but I'm glad this is gonna be a, a really good one because we <laughs> we covered a lot of different prospects. We talked about different scenarios happening with certain guys going to different teams. Um yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to share it with any uh, NFL fans that you know. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. I really appreciate it. You can subscribe to us as well um, on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube at The Flame Entertainment and Sports. You can follow us on Instagram at The Flame underscore ES. On Twitter at The Flame underscore underscore ES. You can follow me on Instagram at Rob Gao, R-O-B-C-A-O. Follow Jerry on Instagram at FansideHoopsIG. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jerry, for joining, bro. And, guys, stay tuned because uh, in a couple of days, we're going to have a first-round mock draft that me and Jerry are going to do. So stay tuned for that. But, yeah, Jerry, yeah, thanks for joining, bro, and great job. <laughs> nah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. For sure, bro. But, yeah, until next time, everyone, take care. Take care.